Hi, my name is Dee Thompson, and thank you again for joining me for Sisters Doing Life Together podcast. This podcast is dedicated to women sharing their personal stories of faith and friendship, where vulnerability is encouraged and where freedom is where we want to live. As you listen, I am hoping that you will be encouraged and inspired to experience the beauty of community, which we call the sisterhood, and that you will grow in your love and faith for Jesus. Have you ever met someone and you liked them from the very moment that you met them? Well, that's the case with my guest today, Dr. Alex Young. She and I met back in 2017 when we were colleagues on a multidisciplinary team. And from the moment that I met Alex, she's always been the same, caring, approachable, and authentic. And what I will later discover is that she is also a woman of faith. Well, recently, Alex took a leap of faith and she started a business called Custom Health Comprehension, to help individuals overcome the barriers to optimal health by educating them about a specific diagnosis or the type of medication that they may have been prescribed. And as you listen to Alex talk about her why, I believe you will hear that she is truly a woman who is passionate about educating and helping others. But one of the things I like most about our conversation, although I got to know her on a more personal level, got to learn her why, and what are some of the things that she is wanting to do with the business that she has, I was able to hear this transparency as she shared that she too, as a doctor, a mother and an entrepreneur struggles just like most women do, or most of us do with finding balance and overcommitting and what she has done to implement the practice of self-care in her very busy lifestyle. What she has shared, one of the things that she shared, I think that although it's very simple, can be very revolutionary. I hope you will enjoy the conversation as much as I enjoy talking with my sister friend, Dr. Alex Young. Welcome, Dr. Young, to Sisters Doing Life Together podcast. And today, I'm looking forward to our conversation talking about the new health initiative that you have. We had talked about it probably some months ago, and you were really excited and passionate about it. And I thought, well, why not come on and tell our listening audience about this new initiative you have? What is your why? Why did you start this? What did you see that there was a need for it? But before we talk about that, I just want the audience to get to know a little bit more about you. So I have worked with you as a colleague, but I'll just let you tell them a little bit more about you. I know that you're a mom, um, you're a physician, you have a new business. I'm thinking like, that's a lot of things going on at one time. And so, so as a busy person overall, how did you decide, I'm going to add one more thing to my plate and the reason for doing that? Well, um, thank you for having me on. So with my business, Custom Health Comprehension, as a physician, and I've been a physician since 2011, so 11 years, I felt like the biggest barrier to people kind of achieving optimal health is just their lack of understanding of what they've been diagnosed with or what medications they've been prescribed. And it doesn't have anything to do with the complexity of the medical condition. It doesn't have anything to do with the level of understanding of the patient. And sometimes it doesn't have a whole lot to do with um, how good the physician is that's giving them the information. It's just a disconnect. And so Mm -hmm. I felt like a lot of people, once they have that aha moment about what they've been diagnosed with or prescribed, things start to get better. Like things seem to be more manageable when people actually know what they're up against. And so um, I just wanted to create a a business that can give that 
information to people in a way in which they understand how they learn best to help optimize their health. Because it's just, I don't know if it's a pediatrician in me, but when people get that light bulb moment, it's so fulfilling to me. Um, And so that's why I started Custom Health Comprehension. But ironically, the Lord gave me Custom Health Comprehension um, during my quiet time with him about three years ago. Okay. And I remember thinking, Lord, I just got this promotion in, in, at work and, you know, I get overwhelmed easily already. I feel like I have a lot going on with um, my relationships and buying a house and all these things. I don't have time for it. And I was like, so when I have time, when time is right, when things come down and we all know as adults, like life is always ongoing. You never have a calm moment. I was like, I'll launch it then when time is right. And Every few weeks or every month or so, he would just give me a little nugget about custom health comprehension. Like, this is the colors of it. This is what your logo is going to look like. These are the programming that I want you to do with it. And I would write it down. I'm like, okay, I'll save this for when time is right. And I'll put this business together. And then he'll give me a patient encounter where I felt like I explained something to them. And they were like, oh, that's never been broken down to me in that way. Thank you so much. I'm like, okay, Lord, I hear you. I hear you. You sent this person to me to confirm custom health comprehension. I got it. But when the time is right, I'm going to do it. And then I got pregnant and I was like, Lord, the time is definitely not right. (laughs) But when she's older and maybe when she started school, I've got time, I'll do it then. But then in, um, I want to say the summer of 2021, yeah, the Lord was like, Alex, the time is now. Do it now. I'm like, my daughter is just turned a year. I just don't have the time. Like, do it now. And so I just stepped out on faith and I went and got someone to design the website for me. And I put a business plan together. I bought a bunch of equipment and I went ahead and launched it in October of 2021. So that was your why. And, you know, it's so interesting that when we think about the things that God puts in our heart and if we waited for the perfect timing, most people wouldn't do anything at all. And that yes. we have to find, like, not find a way, but make time to do what he's called us to do because there's something on the other side of that obedience. Um, yeah. And on the other side of your obedience is that people will now be able to have a better understanding. It sounds like a maybe a diagnosis or something that they didn't understand. Because I know as a woman who, when I go to the doctor, that sometimes there's not necessarily maybe not a desire to give you more information, but because of time constraints, Mm -hmm. taking the time to explain something to you. Or sometimes it seems like now that we have this new um, way of uh, addressing healthcare needs is that we drop information in my chart and expect for individuals to understand it. And I'm going to tell you, I do not like it at all. (laughs) So I was like, and I've actually told my physician, I'm like, so you get touch results. And even though there's nothing necessarily wrong, I would like to have a conversation with you about what the test results are. And I I don't want to have to call you to ask you the question. So it sounds like, and and maybe explain a little bit more, how is it that what you're doing will be different from what we're actually getting now as patients? Yeah. So with custom health comprehension, um, so I'm not acting as a treating or diagnosing physician. I'm just acting as your physician expert that takes the information that you've received from that healthcare encounter and um, takes your questions and then comes up with a customized plan in a way to explain it to you. So one thing that kind of happened to me, I'm kind of backtracking a little bit, is in medical school. There was a time where 
um, I was struggling in medical school. And I remember saying, Lord, like, am I not going to be a good physician because I did well in in high school? I did well in college. I know I'm smart, but I'm really having a hard time here in medical school. And what I realized was that the way information was being presented to me is not how I learned best. And so once I figured out how I learned and I um, got the information in that way, things started to click and things just took off and I did a lot better. And so that's what I think healthcare information needs to do is look at how the patient actually learns. And are you an auditory learner? Do you need to hear someone talking and you get the information? Or do you like to read information? Do you like your stuff written out? And so you have a little bit more time to kind of chew on that information at your own pace. Or you're a visual person. Do you want someone to have like real live models or draw pictures or um, things of that nature? And you tell um, me at Custom Health Comprehension how you best learn. And so when I take that information of you have type 2 diabetes, but you had a cousin that had type 1 and you want to know the difference. And then you tell me you are a visual learner. I'm going to take out my um models and show you where the insulin comes from and how it affects your kidneys and it affects your eyes and how, you know, you heard stories about how people got limbs amputated. What does that have to do with blood sugar? And I'll show you how all of that goes together depending on how you learn best. And so that's what I feel like healthcare is not really doing now. Like we'll give you some handouts. I'm like, okay, this is your handout on your type two diabetes. Uh, let me know if you've got any questions or the doctor is talking to you for 15 minutes and they've got their hand on the door because they have to go to the next patient and they've given you a bunch of information and you're listening, but you're not an auditory learner. And so I want to take that time to actually come back and ask you, how do you learn and what questions do you have specifically? I'll give you an overview, but I also want to address your questions specifically and make sure that we get those answered. And another thing that's interesting is when I was the patient. So when I had my daughter and mm-hmm. I took her to the pediatrician, I was like, oh, I'm a pediatrician. This is going to go well. And the doctor would tell me things and then I would leave out and her dad would be like, well, what did he say? And it's like, you know what? I was focusing on so many other things. I didn't even, I don't really know what he said. And he was like, Alex, you're a physician. It's like, I know. But she was running around the room and they were giving me papers and I had to fill out forms and someone came in and gave her a shot and it was just a lot going on. And so then I had more questions as I had time to sit back and process it that I didn't think to ask in the visit. And as you were talking, I was thinking about the same thing. Like sometimes it's not a matter of necessarily getting the information is that if you've been given a diagnosis that in that moment, you could be thinking more about the diagnosis than anything else that the doctor may be saying after that. You're trying to process what has been told to you. And you as a physician, if you leave out asking, thinking like, I didn't ask the question or I don't even know. And I'm like in this field. So just right. imagine for those of us who have no clue at all and we go to the doctor and they say something and we don't understand, but then you can't call back and ask the question. You go through, leave a message and somebody call you back. Um, so right. yeah, so so having a place to go where you can be the expert, the subject matter expert and explain it to someone and taking the time and making the person feel as though you're not being rushed, but you're really concerned about them I remember going to the doctor recently at Change Doctors because I'll fire doctors um, because I didn't think I was getting the proper health care or the for attention. And when I went to the new physician, um, I told I said, I'm looking for a new physician because I'm looking for someone who cares. Um, and I didn't want to be just another number where you came in, 
did the normal one or two things, check my ears, check my eyes, you know, listen to my heart and you were on to the next patient. I wanted you to be able to sit down and treat me as a person and not as a number. Yeah. And so I think that what you're offering offers not only the ability to educate, but also offers a, a, like another level of human touch, which people so, so need right now. Mm-hmm. And that's another thing is that I'm always an advocate when I see patients like ask your doctor questions, ask all the questions. Don't ever feel like you're being disrespectful or you don't know enough to ask a question. Ask your questions, because one thing I have learned in the few clients that I've had with custom health comprehension is they'll say, well, okay, I have um, thyroid disease. I have hypothyroidism and I was started on this medication. But my cousin, who also has thyroid disease, was started on that medication. So why is it different? And I will say, you know what, I can explain to you the difference between the two medications, but that's the question you need to ask your physician because I'm not providing you medical advice. I'm just providing medical clarity. And Mm. so I will say, well, your medication works on this receptor and it's usually for patients like this and the medication your cousin's on does this. But that's a good question for you to ask your physician. And let's talk about how you could formulate that question. So you could say something like, Why am I taking this medication twice a day when my cousin takes one that's once a day? Because then that will trigger the physician to say, oh, maybe they're on different doses. Maybe they're doing five milligrams and I only have you on 2.5. And so I will help you also formulate appropriate questions to get the information you need from the doctor. So not only am I giving you answers, I'm giving you questions that will elicit answers from your physician when you go back. And I think it's really empowering to understand and then be able to go back to your doctor and say, I truly understand what you're telling me. Now I have some questions for you about my treatment plan. And so I give answers and I feel like I help them advocate and ask more questions as well. Right. So you become you get to become your own advocate for yourself. And I think having knowledge of what to ask and going back to your physician causes them to rethink about how they're actually going to now present information to you because they realize that they're going back and finding out and coming back and like, they're not just going to take what you say and say, okay, this is what I said. This is what you do. And that's all, but we're going to have a conversation about my health because that's important. Yeah. So how will this work for someone who's actually wanting your services? What, what, how does this work? Like what type of service you said they can be for someone who's auditory, someone who's visual, tell me how that works for them. So um, on the website, you would go in and request services. And what happens is I will send you a form that says, I want to know what your medical questions are, how you learn best. And if you would like an in-person session where it would be something like a Zoom or a Teams meeting, and we can have a discussion about it after I kind of give you the presentation of the information I prepared for you. And um, then we can have back and forth dialogue about it. Or if you want something pre-recorded where you give me your questions and I will then do the same demonstration in a live, like I would do for a live presentation, but you won't be able to ask questions because I would then email the recorded session to you. But another arm of custom health comprehension is I like to do community education. So if you've got a um, a women's group meeting or a, or a sorority meeting and you have 30 minutes where you want to talk about a health topic, I could come in and do that as well using different types of learning modalities. So I can bring in my my live manic my large mannequin or my skeletal system and kind of explain certain things to larger groups. Um, and so I could do one-on-one or I can do group education as well. I like that group education idea. I'm gonna check with you on that one. That's really good. 
Yes, I'm really excited about the group education because I yeah. have different tools that people can use to be very tactile in the learning session. So I'm excited about that too. Yeah, I'm, re- I'm really thinking like there are so many different ways that I can do that that can be used and useful. So yeah. yeah, I'm looking forward to talking with you about that. Now, it sounds like you have a passion for helping and a passion for healthcare. So have you always felt this way? Like from the time you were a young person thinking, I know I'm going to be a doctor one day or something just kind of happened and you decided this is the field that I want to go into? Um, so I used to want to be a marine biologist when I was like in elementary, middle school. But um, my mom is a nurse. She's a retired nurse and she's a single parent. My father passed away when I was very young. And so um, my mom used to have to take me and my sister to work with her when she was on call. And I would be in the hospital like lounge while my mom was working and the physicians would come in and just kind of talk to me. And I'm like, this is exciting. This is what I want to do. And I've always been someone that likes to help people. Alexandria or Alexander actually means helper of mankind. Wow. So I just I've always had a spirit to help, mm-hmm. um, whether that's healthcare or just lending a hand or throwing a party for somebody or just I've just always been a helper. And so kind of coupled with my upbringing and seeing my mom work so hard as a nurse, um, being a physician came to me like in high school. That's what I decided I wanted to do. Um, I never, never, ever thought I would be doing what I do now, which is um, a child abuse pediatrician. But the Lord told me to go into child abuse. And there's some days I'm just going to be completely, completely honest. I'm like, Lord, I mean, if you tell me to change careers tomorrow, I'm going to do it. Like, why do you have me in this field? But that's where he has me placed at this season in my life is to be an advocate for some of our most vulnerable populations. And so I've always been a helper and I just feel like I'm just being obedient to the Lord and what he's telling me to do. And right now it is to be a child abuse pediatrician and to try to grow custom health comprehension so that I could just empower so many more people to take control of their health and wellness. And that's actually how I met you. Um, we're on a team where we staff cases that have to do with, as you said, children and some of the most vulnerable individuals. And it was like immediately when we saw you, we were like, we started talking. Like, we were so happy to have you be a part of our team. And then she left us. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Not by choice. I was pulled away. <laughs> it wasn't by choice, but we didn't like it. It was still like finishing coming back. And so... Yes. And so from, it's like you came in and you, from the moment you came, you were just open and you shared and you came to our office and did a presentation just for our staff. And, and so when things changed and she got moved around, we were like, we were advocating, like, when is she coming back? And so because of the heart that you have and because of your willingness to be able to help and going over and beyond and explaining to us, you know, when we sit at those team meetings, discussing those cases to being willing to to share with us and to enlighten us because nobody has all of the information and you're the subject matter expert and you're caring hard. And so, and that was what drew me to you as a colleague, but also as an individual. And so, and you're a woman of faith and like, what a great combination, a woman of faith. You say Alexandra, a helper of mankind and that you do that well. Like when you show up, that's what shows up as well. And so I just wanted to tell you that. So you live up to your name. Oh, you don't know how much my my spirit and my soul needed that today. Thank you. You're so kind. You're welcome. And it's so true. It's so true. And so with that, you know, you said that you you became a doctor. You're in this field. And sometimes God puts us in places that we never thought we would be to do something we thought we never would do. 
because he knows that he can trust us to do what he's called us to do. And I believe it's because he, he can trust you to do what he's called you to do, even if it's only for a season mm-hmm. um, for those people who are in need of help. And so um, I'm so thankful that they have you. And I wanted to know from you as, um, you know, I said earlier, like your mom, your physician, you started a business. How do you take care of yourself? Because that's one of the things that we talked about just briefly before we came on live is that sometimes we have to be able to take care of ourselves, mm-hmm. uh, but especially for advocates, like we have a heart for taking care of other people. Yes. And sometimes we don't know how to take care of ourselves. What do you do to take care of you? So recently in my quiet time with God, I was just like, Lord, I'm overwhelmed. I am so old. I have so much stuff going on. And he asked me, the things that are overwhelming you, who told you to take that on? Ooh. And I was like, well, Lord, this is an opportunity that someone asked me to, to do a lecture and it's going to look great on my CV and I can use that to boast like my, my exposure. And he's like, but who told you to do that, Alex? And I was like, my ego, maybe? Um, <laughs> or... I don't know. Or I didn't want to let anybody down and say no. He's like, you need to learn how to say no. I was like, <laughs> but Lord, if I'm a helper, I can't say no. And, he, and something that people always say is you cannot pour from an empty cup. And so I just started looking at the things that drain my cup and, the, and looking at the things that fill me up. And I just kind of started parsing it out. And so um, in order to take on a business venture, I had to start looking at, well, who told you to join all these social groups and then spend all your time going out with everybody when I told you to join that Bible study? Oh, but, wow. Okay, God. Or who told you to travel every other weekend to go meet up with friends when I told you to serve at church on Sundays? And I was like, okay, God, I hear you, I hear you. And so my self-care has been Whenever I get offered something or my mind offers me something, I say, okay, let me pray about it. And sometimes it's a quick prayer, like, Lord, what should I say? What should I do? And he gives me an answer immediately. And sometimes I have to spend a little bit more time with him to get the answer. But I'm learning to set boundaries and say no to things that may fill my cup temporarily, but will drain me long term. And so I've started kind of pulling back on certain things, cutting out some cable and streaming networks because that was just wasting time. And so my self-care is just really listening to God and figuring out what he's called me to do because he'll give me the energy and sustain me to do that thing versus what, you know, culture or the world tells me I should be doing as a physician, as um, a physician leader, as a mother. Um, do I have to go to all the play groups? No, my child goes to daycare. She gets plenty of playtime. Like I don't have to accept every play um, play date invite, things like that. So I um, have just been praying more and just asking God, like, what should I do? What should I accept? What should I decline? And that's been my, my self-care. Oh, my goodness. You said something like if we took away nothing else, and there's so much you said before this, but if we had to take away a nugget from this conversation, you said my self-care is listening at what God would have me to do. Like, that's the best self-care ever. Amen, okay. Oh my goodness, like, what has God told you to do? Because I too am one that will overcommit and then I overcommit and then I feel obligated and then I'm frustrated because I'm not had enough time to do what I want to. And then I'm thinking like, why did you even do that? Why did you say yes? Mm -hmm. And I remember years ago, uh, a colleague said, no is a complete sentence. Amen. 
But as women, and this is what I've learned too, as women, if you ask a man a question and he says no, it's usually accepted. Like he said no. But with women, we say no. And then people wait for the explanation as to why you said no. And so they'll say, can you do? And I told someone once, I said, you know, people ask the question with the expectation of yes. Mm-hmm. And so when you tell them no, they're kind of startled. Like, but why not? And if you just say no and leave it at that, they're waiting for you to say, no, I can't because no, I'm really tired. No, I need to take care of myself. But no should be an acceptable answer. But we oftentimes have to over explain why we're taking care of ourselves. And so uh, I, I really like that. The best self-care we can have is listening to God to what he says we should be doing and not overcommitting. Yeah. That's really good. That's really yeah. good. And with that self-care in mind, so you haven't set boundaries. By having to set boundaries, have you found it difficult for other people accepting this new Alex? Um, I have not. But what I have found is that when you tell people no who are used to you saying yes all the time, they get uncomfortable because they wish they could say the same thing. Mm-hmm. So when you say, oh, no, I can't take on that one thing because I'm already overworked. And they're like, you know what? Me too. I feel so overworked. And, this, and so I feel like once you kind of do that, you're liberating or freeing other people to say, well, maybe I should try that. Like, I don't know. Dr. Young told me no, and she seems to be okay with it. And I don't feel bad that she told me no. So maybe I should adopt that same thing. And so people haven't really given me a hard time, but Mm -hmm. I think it's opened people's eyes to saying like, this is something I should do too. Like society makes us feel like we have to say yes. And society makes us feel like we have to hustle, hustle and grind and grind. The Lord never told us to do that. Mm -hmm. Like he even gave us a day. He gave us the Sabbath. Like, yes, we rest. We need to rest. Our bodies need to rest. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, our, we need to take the time to recharge and to regroup and to be able to be effective at doing what he's called us to do. One of the things that you said I wanted to go back to, and one of the things that has really been on my heart too, is this, this unwillingness for us as just women, because most of the conversations I have with my girlfriends and women mm-hmm. in this platform was so that, you know, women can know that their voice matters. And yeah. they, women of faith can have a place to come and talk about their dreams, their passions, even their struggles and how they've overcome. Um, for women who may never have their names in light and people may not know them around the world, but their voice matters and they have something to say as well. And mm-hmm. I wanted to be able to have a space for that. But I also realize is that as women of faith, that sometimes we're not willing to be vulnerable enough to talk about the things that we're struggling with. And you mm-hmm. said several things that I thought were really important. You said, I don't know why did I do that? Was it my ego? Like, was it you? Like, you were questioning yourself as to maybe there's something in me that has caused me to say yes to things that I should be saying no to. Mm-hmm. But to be honest enough to make that assessment, to, to look at it, and to be honest, like that's a struggle for me. Mm-hmm. And I think that we we all need to become better at being vulnerable. Yeah. And sometimes that's really scary. It is. It is, especially when I feel like as women and Black women, we feel like we have to put on this persona of being perfect and being put together and having the answers. And I have no problem saying I'm 37 years old and it took me 37 years to realize like that is exhausting. Mm-hmm. Like I am imperfect. Um, I have struggles. I have ego issues. I have people pleasing issues. Um, sometimes I struggle with insecurities and imposter syndrome and that's okay. 
Like, I don't have to put on this face that sh- that says I'm an MD and I've done all these things and I'm perfect and I don't make mistakes. I make mistakes all the time. All of us. Yeah. Yes. And to say it's okay. Oh, my gosh. I just want to just clap and all of that, but it, it wouldn't sound well in the microphone. Clapping really loudly, like this idea that based on who you are, your social economic status and how people perceive you, mm. that you have to put on this persona that I have it all together. And it's not, if we had it all together, would we need Christ? Exactly. First of all, yes. Like, and so the other part I love about being able to say I don't have it all together is that within community, which I think is the most beautiful thing. I'm just so excited when, when I get the opportunity to talk about sisterhood and community is that finding people who love you with all of your imperfections and your flaws and they see potential and value in you and they don't look at you differently because you say, girl, I'm struggling today or this is what's going on. Or like you said, imposter syndrome or people pleasing, which I seem to have, you know, deal with on a consistent basis. Like I need to be able to focus on what God has said to do and not trying to please everyone. Mm -hmm. Have you found that community has been helpful for you as you're walking through this thing called life? Yes. So, so glad you asked me that question. So um, I remember thinking as a pediatrician and being a a mom at 35, I was like, okay, I got this. Like, I'm not young. I have experience. I see kids all the time. And my daughter came in my world was rocked, especially on top of the, uh, with the pandemic. And so there've been times where my daughter's um, daycare got shut down for COVID exposure and her father was working. And I was like, I have to take my child to work. What is that going to look like? In Mm -hmm. my community, in my office, let me tell you, I'm trying not to cry on this podcast, uh, Ms. D. Why is it okay? (laughs) My office manager and my medical assistant are not only my coworkers. They go to church. We go to the same church together now. I invited them to my church and we worship together. And when I tell you when I'm frazzled and I have to bring my child into work, they say that we got this. Bring her on up here. We will take care of her. And when I'm like, oh, I forgot to pack her lunch today. We got you. We'll go get her something to eat. We changed her. We put her to sleep. I'm running to see patients, talking to parents, trying to type up notes. And my sisters in my office hold me down every day. And at first I was like, I'm supposed to be the physician. I'm supposed to be the leader in this office and I'm struggling. And they don't see it as, girl, my boss came in here with her kid and she like, she just had a rough morning. They just say, give her to me. We got her. And I cannot thank God enough for that community, for those ladies in my office that take care of me and my child. And the funny thing is they were just floaters in our office when we were short staffed. They didn't initially seek out that position. They weren't applying for it. They just kind of came in and was like, well, we're just covering until you guys hire someone long-term. And not only do they join our team long-term, but they've joined my family. They've joined my community and they've joined my church family. And I had just been thanking the Lord profusely lately for them. And it's funny because I feel like sometimes people tell you, you don't need to make friends at work. You go there, do your job and go home. Who said? Right. Like, who says that? We spend the majority of our waking hours Monday through Friday with people in our office. So why not make them family? I'm not saying you got to do that with everybody. But it's not wrong to make friends with people in your office. It's not wrong to make them your family. And I'm so grateful that the Lord brought me that community through my job. Right. And they'll close off your heart to the possibility of the new people that God wants to bring in your life. 
because you think they're going to come one way. And then he's saying, no, I'm going to do it differently because he knew exactly what you needed at the time you needed it. And what if you had decided that you weren't going to go along with what society says? is like, nope, you cannot be friends with somebody you work with. And mm-hmm. you would have missed out on this beautiful blessing of someone being there. To, like you kept saying, they said, we got you. But also that you have these sisters who are your friends and you worship together. What a opportunity you would have missed. And so I'm so glad you had the heart to open, you open up your heart to them, but you saw the blessing and the benefit in it. Yes. Yes. It is awesome. And we also hold each other accountable because it's funny. We'll listen to the sermon together on Sundays because we'll be in church together. And literally there was one Monday I was like, I'm struggling. And my office manager said, hold up. What did the pastor say yesterday? And I was like, thank you for reminding me because I needed that. She's like, we were just yes. sitting here high-fiving, writing notes, shouting amen. And now you come in here complaining about what we just worshiped about yesterday. That's so, good. Yeah, she has no problem coming up to me and saying that. And I'm like, thank you, Lord. That's exactly what I needed. Exactly what you needed. That is so good. Well, you know, I don't know of a better note to end on. We're going to talk about friendship and community and how we're there for one another. And that even in the difficulties and the struggles of life, and that no matter who we are, is that um, we can have this beautiful thing called community and that becomes family um, that can help us as we go through the difficulties and the challenges of life. But not just difficulties and challenges, but they get to celebrate the victories with us as well. That's so great. And then also, I'm so thankful for this new thing that you started that is not going to just help, you know, individuals, but it's going to help communities as well. And that they have someone like you, an advocate at heart, who can be the expert where someone else wouldn't take the time to share with them and answer their questions that you'll be there for them. So I just want to tell you, thank you so much for agreeing to have a conversation with me today. I so appreciate it. And I believe my listening audience will take something away from this as well. And not just on the professional part of it, but the personal side of it. Thank you for your vulnerability today. Oh. I am so thankful. I have been talking about this with my my prayer partner. Like, I just wish that we would be open enough to just say, here it is. This is who I am. It yeah. doesn't make me less valued as a woman. It doesn't mean that, that I have to think of myself differently. I'm just saying that in this moment, in this season in my life, this is what I'm walking through in life. And then we get to have people to walk alongside us and pray for us as we walk through it as well. Yes, yes. So thank you again for joining us. So for those of you who are listening, I hope you enjoyed the conversation today. I hope you would tune in and listen again to Sisters Doing Life Together podcast. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you again for listening to Sisters Doing Life Together podcast. If you haven't done so already, will you please take a moment to rate and subscribe the podcast on either Anchor, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify? If we're not connected yet, let's connect on Instagram at sisters underscore doing life together. I'm asking you one more thing. Will you please take a moment and share the podcast with at least one other person? I so greatly appreciate it. I hope you will tune in again and listen to us. Until next time, bye-bye.